to you, online fam. <laughs> Welcome to Echo Online Service. It is our hope that when you tune into Echo, you find your place, your people, and your purpose. If you are new to Echo, be sure to let us know that you are watching. We love to connect with you. We're super excited to share this message with you today. Yeah. We have the honor of hearing from some amazing people that call Echo home as they sh share their fill-in-blank up for the year. That's right. I hope you're ready to receive, to be inspired, and to dream about what this year means for you and your family. Yes. If you call Echo home, you know that generosity, it's not just a value for us, that it's a way of life. Remember how I said that, way yes. of life, got it? An organization we love supporting is Damascus, Way. Way! Good job, Isaiah! The <laughs> local nonprofit does incredible work in our community. Damascus Way Reentry Center provides reentry leadership and services using Christ centered approach. Their core service model supports residents with a stable housing pathway, employment and career readiness programming, and healthy community connections. If you're looking to give today, you can do so a few different ways. You can give online, text any amount to 84421 or use the Church Center app. That's right. We want to celebrate Jesus with you this Easter. We have three special service times for you to pick from. 8 a.m. family service, 9.15 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. What you mean, family service? Oh, let me tell you what I mean. <laughs> I mean that all kids are welcome. We will have activity bags to help entertain them with all the fidgety goodness. The 9.15 and 10.45 will have full classrooms available for check-in. Awesome. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoy Echo online service. Yeah, we do. When darkness comes to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance
How many believe that this morning, that when we stand in Christ's love, our fear does not stand a chance? All things must come down in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for that. Lord, and we know that when you stand in the gap for us, Lord, you are already and have become our champion, Father. We thank you, Jesus. This morning, we just want to lift up praise this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for sending your son, Jesus.
defeated in the heavenly place I'm defeated by the power of your name I'm seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all Father we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to conquer it all for us Lord Father you are just so faithful prayed this morning to you, I was burdened. But lifted in your joy and your presence, Lord. There's an old hymn called Great is Your Faithfulness that's been stirring in my spirit for this entire month. God, you've just been so good. Regardless of things look good, Father, I choose to praise you anyways. pray for every heart in this room, every new person, and every veteran. Father, I pray that they would know your faithfulness this morning. They would taste and see that you are good. Love you, Lord. Just worship you. Why don't we just give God a shout of praise this morning? Father, we love you. I want to welcome you to fill-in-the-blank Sunday. Fill-in-the-blank Sunday. And what's going to happen is, if you've noticed, this whole series of Up has been 
put a word in front of up, right? We got them up here. Team up and what is that word right there? What is the what is that one right there? What is I don't think that's a word. That's not a word. Develop? Oh, it's like a shortened version. Is that what the cool Develop. Oh man. I get it now. I don't know if you realize it took me a little while. I just got it. So today on fill in the blank Sunday, what's going to happen is we're going to have some incredible, amazing, awesome people come up here. And they're going to share the word that God's put in their heart before up. So maybe it's, I don't know, give up, or maybe it's get up, or maybe it's whatever these things are. But we have four amazing people that are going to come share and hang out with me up here. And the first one is going to come up is my boy Abe. So you guys, will you celebrate Abe as he's coming up? Man, for the record, I love Abe. I love Abe. And I love his heart, and I really love his shoe game as well. I know. They're not as cool, though. Abe's got the shoes going. So I just want to say this. I don't know if you guys, maybe you don't even know Abe, but if you see Abe, you can't help but smile. Like, Abe is always smiling. He's always bringing the light. I, I, like, you just bring me joy. And you've got, like, this quiet strength about you, and I'm so excited to hear from you today. So, Abe, what has God put on your heart, and what is your word to fill in the blank? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Perfect. My word has been stand up. Come on. So, a little bit about Abe. I was born and raised in West Africa, Liberia. It's a third world country. Um, we left when I was about 13. So, pretty much from as long as I could remember till we left, it was civil war, right? Leave that, move to the States, move in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Tough neighborhood, gang, drugs, shooting, all that. Um, went to college, seminary, and I've always grew up in a church. I mean, I played the piano, my Dad was a deacon. I have been equipped all my life to do what God has called me to do. I have just been in the backseat. I haven't stood up. I haven't rose up to the plate and did what God has been called me to do. So when Andy started the series, Home Praying with the Wife, has always been, you already have everything you're supposed to have. You just need to stand up. Oh, oof, that's good. That is good. So tell me this, Abe. Uh, where is an area in your life that you're like, man, I feel called to take this step? Where's one of those areas? Right now, honestly, it's been everywhere, right? <laughs> Come on, priest, man. Um, the last year, man, it's been tough. I mean, stand up being a good husband, uh, showing what yeah. that looks like. Stand up being a good dad. Um, I work for Damascus Way, and I work with the county, so I'm working with a lot of guys that are getting out of prison. So being the hands and feet of Jesus, standing up and showing them what that looks like, and... It's been everywhere. I can go on for the next <laughs> couple hours. I believe it. You know what's crazy? I, I said this to all four of them, and it's true, but we can give them the whole service. Like, how many of you guys are super intrigued by Abe's life prior to 13? And then you're super intrigued by Abe's life, like, 13 to 18? Like, I'm just thinking we're just going to have to do this again, or you're going to have to write us a book or something. But Morgan. Abe, so as God's speaking to you and, and calling you to stand up, you mentioned that there was a verse that was really important to you. Speak to that. Yeah, uh, Romans 8, 18. He's looking at his forearm because it's tattooed for the there, in case you're wondering. For the come pain on. that you're going through cannot compare to the joy that is to come. So for me, it's like, uh, it's like guys the garden, all right? You're being prone all throughout your life. There are things that he's taking you away from. There are people he's taking you away from. I mean, there's been a couple of times, I'm sure I've been dead, right? But it's just always a process. You got to trust the process. You got to trust God. Again, he does everything he's supposed to do. And it's left with me to stand up to the plate and do what I'm supposed to do, do what I'm created to do, and do what I'm here for. I love that. Now, Abe, when we talk about the pain of now and the joy that's to come, a lot of times we read that stuff and we think about, well, maybe it's talking about heaven. or maybe it's, Tell us kind of what you think that's talking about. It's talking about right now, right? Come on. I mean, last year, the last year we've been through, what, what is that pain? Um, people not being able to carry on their daily lives, people not being able to... Um, just be themselves. I mean, I've lived through a civil war, so I kind of understand what it's like, but still, like, experiencing something like that in a culture, in a society that is like the U.S., right? Not knowing what that is. So it's not for that pain, that uh, process you're going through is not what it used to be. It's what it is now in your life. I mean, I don't know what pain you're going through, but there's a joy that is to come. But you have to step up once God does his part, and you have to do your part. 
Come on. Man. Abe, tell us a little bit about your family, too, man. Tell us about your family. So I'm married to the best wife ever. She's not here, but uh, she's still the best. <laughs> uh, but he said it, so it counts. Right, right. It's on video. Uh, no, so both my parents, uh, my dad is still back home. He works for the United Nations. My mom was a doctor. My, one of my younger brothers actually sitting in the back there. Um, I'm married. I got three kids, two boys and a girl. And uh, it's been a blessing. It's been great. Like I said, I didn't think it was going to live past 14 years old. So everything has been just great and just need to stand up and be, again, everything the guys called me to be. Hey, I'm proud of you and I love you, buddy. Love Thanks you for too. sharing, man. Mm. Yeah. You know what I think about when I hear Abe talk? is how many stories in this room would be super amazing and interesting to hear. And everybody has a backstory. Now, maybe you didn't grow up on another continent or maybe some things like that are different. But the cool thing is, is God is bringing us on journeys. And God has taken Abe on, like, I got to talk to him for like 20 minutes this morning. I got to hear way more than you did. Get to know Abe because the story is unbelievable. And not only that, what God has brought him through and what God has taken him towards. So just love you, buddy. That's awesome. All right, next up is my friend Hope. Now, I want to tell you, uh, Hope and Dan are amazing, super cool people, but instantly, whenever I think of Hope and Dan, I always think of their boys. Uh, one of their sons' name is Phineas. That is the raddest name ever. Phineas and Owen, super, super cute boys uh, and, and amazing, amazing kids. Uh, we've had them in our house a few times prior, when, when it was legal. I mean, not recently. Don't get me in trouble. Don't call any county officials. Hope, what has God been speaking to you, and what is your fill-in-the-blank word? Yeah, so... Um, when I started praying about, uh, you know, Lord was my word, I, I heard him say, look up. And um, first, before I get into it, though, I just want to give a little plug to Echo because, so my husband and I, we moved here about a year and a half ago uh, for my husband's job. And um, I just want to say being a part of Echo has been a life-changing experience for us. I don't know if anyone else in the room can relate, Come but on. so yeah. thankful. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause for Pastor Andy and Pastor Christy for stepping out in faith. Uh, to start this church, uh, because really it's just changed our experience here in Rochester the last year and a half. Um, we knew like one couple when we moved here. I grew up about 45 minutes away, and honestly, I wasn't really looking forward to moving to like a smaller town. I'd lived in the Twin Cities for the last 10 years, and I just wasn't excited. But I, I can truly say being a part of Echo has totally made Rochester feel like home, and we've just met so many great people. So. This is my little plug. If you haven't gotten plugged into the church, started serving on a team, find a small group, or done echo culture, like, don't wait any longer. It's, it's, it's going to change your life. Can so. I tell you, I had no idea that Hope and Dan moved here a year and a half ago. I just figured they were just kind of regulars. I can't picture echo without you guys. So we're glad to have you. So yeah. share with us. Yes. Yeah, come on. Okay. And I get involved. That, Did you hear yeah. that part? She get plugged involved. in. Get involved. Take your steps. Come on. Yes, awesome. So um, like Scott was saying, um, uh, I have two small boys, and um, two and four, and they keep me super busy. I'm home with them part-time, and, um, you know, I think being um, a mom in today's world, we live in kind of like a social media world, I guess you could say, um, there's just so uh, much pressure there. I think, you know, you feel the pressure to do more, be more, have more, because you're always seeing everyone else's highlight reels, right? And so I was praying about this word, look up. I feel like the Lord just keeps like pulling back layers. And so I feel like, you know, if the Lord's given you a word, don't just like take the word and run with it. Just keep asking him to reveal more mm. because he will. That's good. Um, and that's what he's been doing for me. Um, and so, you know, in the last couple of months, um, as we've kind of come out of this last year, um, you know, I've kind of felt this stirring in my heart. Just like, I need, there's something, like, what's next, Lord? I feel like I need to do more. I need to, you know, do I need to step out in faith? Do I need to you know, switch things up um, in my work life, you know, what's next? And the Lord just said, hope, look up. And he kept saying, look up. And um, so I've been meditating on that word. And what, I was like, okay, Lord, like, give me a scripture to, you know, kind of go with it. What does this mean? And so um, I felt like he brought me to Matthew uh, chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples about, you know, what does it mean to be a disciple? Um, like, this is the instruction. And then he follows it up with this, and he says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall. Um, 
because his foundation was on the rock, which is God. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat the house, and it came crashing down. And what I have heard the Lord speaking to me um, through this passage is that, you know, before anything else, before I set my eyes on doing anything else or trying to be something else, like I need to make sure my eyes and my heart are set on him because that is where, you know, all truth and all life come from. And, you know, for me, I was like, I'm a very practical person. What does this look like practically? And what the Lord just said is, you know, Hope, you need to be in the word daily. You need to be reading your Bible every day because, you know, that is the truth, right? Um, That's the number one way God is going to speak to us. Um, He, you know, told me I need to be intentional about putting worship music on, worshiping throughout the day. I need to be praying. And then the biggest thing, which is really hard for me because I'm kind of like a go, 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 do, do, do type person. And I've got these two small kids who pretty much run my life. It seems like at times, if you have small kids, any moms in here can relate to that? Mark can relate. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yes. Two boys, all the energy. Um, I just heard him say, Hope, you need to like stop and listen. And, you know, I would say there's been times in my life when I've been really good at that. But, you know, the last couple of years with these small kids, it's just kind of thrown my life into chaos, it feels like. And then by the end of the day, they go to sleep and you're like, freedom. You know, I feel like half the night, my husband and I, we like, get them to bed. We give each other a high five. We did it. We made it another day. Um, and so the Lord just said, you know, hope you need to stop and you need to listen. And the Lord has been doing so much in my life through this and my husband's life. We've kind of taken this into the pra- into practice. We um, started just sitting down after we put the kids to bed. We'll turn on some music has no words and we'll just sit and pray and just try to listen to the Lord for 15 minutes and it sounds really boring and honestly when we first started it was kind of like okay you know I'm really spiritual obviously but um, (laughs) it's been something that we have just like learned to really look forward to and love and I can't tell you how much Lord's spoken to us through that and um, you know he's spoken to me a lot about that through this word look up you know he spoke to me while we you know have sat there before him and so how long have you guys been doing that? 15 minutes. Um, we started about six months ago. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's probably one of the biggest highlights of our day. So I love that idea. Yeah. And so, so as I've been, you know, praying about this word, thinking about it and what the Lord has shown me through this is that the beautiful thing is when our eyes are on Jesus, you know, we're not no longer having to do anything on our own. We don't have to carry that weight. You know, everything we do is then going to be an outflow from him, um, And, you know, at the end of the day, we can rest in that and we can achieve and conquer so much more because we're not doing it in our own strength anymore. We're doing it in his strength because we're getting it from the source, um, God. So, yeah, my word, my kind of vision as I move forward from this series, which has been such a gift, honestly, to me, um, is I'm setting my eyes on Jesus and I'm going to look up and I'm going to trust him and you know, I, I can know then I'm building my foundation on the best foundation that there is, which is the rock, Come Jesus on. Christ. So, yeah. That's good. You know, I have one other question for you, Hope. Yeah. Your, it, the, when you think about your word and maybe some things that could happen over the next couple weeks, you kind of have to rely even more on God because it's possible you aren't Rochester residents in the future. Yeah. So talk about that for just a second. Yeah. Well, so my husband is a, a medical resident at Mayo. So I would say we started dating literally a week before he we started medical school. And that's been a whole thing in itself. You know, we can take a lot of uh, analogies uh, from that. But, you know, a theme of our time together has been, you know, you don't really know where you're going. You apply, you wait for interviews, and then you go through this crazy match system. And so in two weeks here, we'll find out where he matches for fellowship, which is you go to medical school, and then you do residency, and then you maybe do a fellowship. And it's just the never-ending medical journey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't, you know, we're in a season where we don't know where we're going to go. We don't know if we're going to be moving across the country. We don't know if we're going to stay here. Um, and so it's just... You know, it's such a time to surrender, like, Lord, your plans are better than ours. And, you know, if I keep my eyes on Jesus, I mean, it goes back to my word. Everything relates back, it seems. But, you know, just keeping our eyes on the Lord and saying, okay, you know, whatever you have, like, you're going to plant us where you put us. And So good. Um, it's going to be good, just like he did here in Rochester. Come on, give it up for hope, everybody. Yeah. That is so good. 
Uh, if you don't know who her husband is, he's got this really sweet, rocking, kind of super tight curly, almost like a fro. It's awesome. Super jealous. I've talked a lot about hair today. I apologize. <laughs> Speaking of amazing hairstylists, though, next up is my friend Lizzie. Lizzie, would you come up here? So Lizzie in my phone is Lizzie McGuire, and my, my oldest daughter goes, is that really her name? Yes. That makes me quite happy. By the way, my oldest daughter has no idea who Lizzie McGuire is. Maybe you guys don't either. It was a TV character. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Lizzie, we are so excited to have you. You are in a crazy transition time in your life. You got a lot going on. What is God speaking to you, and what would you like to share with us? Yeah, so initially when Andy asked me to do this, I immediately felt disqualified. I was like, oh, you want me? Which, just, just to start off, Isaiah is my fiance, so he's usually Woo-hoo! super put together. Come on. So to see him kind of like mess up and be a little goofy on camera today was like, oh, okay, I got this. Because usually like I'm the one in like Target like singing and he's like, well, remember what you said about there's, you're embarrassing me. There's two types of people in a relationship. Uh-huh. What are the two types? One's a fun one, one's... No, not- one's crazy. Oh, oh. The, this is Lizzie's quote, so I mean, one is crazy and one is boring. It's the two words in the, you, you guys figure out which one you are. Sorry, babe. I don't know which one I am either. Don't feel bad. Anyway, I felt disqualified, and in that, it led me straight to the word own up. Um, so fill in the blank, own up. Um, own up to what I've been built up to be. And in that, built up. Built up by people, by mentors, by friends, my family. Own up to that. Own up to that I've been given experiences to make me wiser or to lead me in different directions of life um, for more than just me. It's those experiences um, are more than just for my life and to get me on to the next day, um, but they're to build the kingdom of God. And I think we all like have these things where we're like, wow, that was the worst experience, but like Jesus did something in me. And that's so that you can do something through that to someone else. Um, so own up, I initially thought like, it seems like own up to what I've done wrong, what I could have done better. Um, but I meant it more for here in this story, I meant it more as like own up to a deeper calling or a deeper purpose because of the things that we experience or that we learn in life. Um, The definition of own is something that belongs to me. So it's my calling, my purpose, my relationship with Jesus. Um, So owning up to what I say, owning up to what I do, owning up to where I spend my time, my thoughts, what I think, owning up to where I know if those things that I'm doing, saying, thinking, are getting me closer to my purpose or my calling. That's good. Man. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, you guys, let's clap. Let's just do this. All the clapping. Can I tell you something? Like, it takes a lot of guts to come up here. It just does. And it's, it's weird. It's kind of vulnerable. And it's also really, really, like, self-questioning to come up here. And so what I want to tell you something. It's funny how we see people and how people see themselves. But Lizzie says, I felt kind of disqualified. When we started talking about this yesterday, Jamie and I, the first person we were talking about was like, Lizzie. Lizzie should be the one. Like she was the first person and she stands up here saying, I felt disqualified. And I think it's a reminder that the way God sees us and the way others see us is not always the way we see us. So Lizzie, tell us a little bit about maybe an interesting time of journaling and prayer because this is pretty rad. Okay, so this is the fun part of my story for me, not so much for Isaiah. So (laughs) again, I'm going to bring him into the situation. So owning up in the that kind of, that word came as sharing something today, but also it kind of was like a, whoa, this has like been my season of life in the past year. Um, so owning up to my purpose and my calling in the last year has looked like, Andy Cass once told me, he was my youth pastor who built me up for forever, once told me there's no such thing as coincidences. Believe it. I've never been like, oh, that was just, well, that worked out good. I'm like, yep, Jesus, he knew. He did it. Okay. Um, so no such thing as coincidences. A year ago today, I journaled um, in prayer. My grandpa just was... Just hear that. I want to slow down. A year ago today, she journaled. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, keep going. Sorry. March 14th. Um, and it wasn't like a super happy journal. I was like, this is... Okay, I'll get to the story. Um, 
my grandpa was in the hospital. He's like, was the most important, like he's the best. Um, and my mom was sick and COVID was hitting the US like slap in the face. So I was like, great, my grandpa has COVID, my mom has COVID. And like at that time we're like, it's a death sentence. Um, I'm a hairstylist, so at that time they had been like, you guys aren't gonna work and it's for an indefinite amount of time. I was also purchasing a house. I was about, was closing on my house at Mar on April 1st. And so I was about two weeks from my closing date and the bank had called and said, we're actually revoking your loan. So I was losing my house. Um, and so I was like really angry and I was super scared and I was praying and I was like, what am I going to do? And the Lord vividly put on my heart when Isaiah pursues you, let him. And we could go into some backstory. I had nothing to do with Isaiah. Me and Isaiah didn't talk. We weren't a thing. Um, I love him now, obviously. <laughs> let that be very apparent. But I was like, I was super mad. I was like, I actually don't care. Um, Jesus, like, I, I, that's like not a concern right now. And he was, and I was like, but I guess I'm gonna write this down because I can't deny that the Holy Spirit put this on my heart. So I'm like, March 14, 2020, when Isaiah pursues, you'll let him. I don't care. I want my grandpa, I want my house, I want my job. Okay, so then six weeks later on the dot, the next six weeks later, Saturday, Isaiah calls me, he's like, I hadn't told a soul. I'm like, I'm not telling anybody about this. I'm, it, mm -mm. Me and the Holy Spirit, that's the only people that know. No one's gonna make it happen. Six weeks later, I'm, sorry, I'm storytelling. No, this is so good. Keep going. We're great. Six weeks later on the dot, Isaiah is like, hey, can we talk? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, it's no way about that. He, no. He, I'm thinking he's gonna be like, you can't cut my hair anymore. We like can't be friends. Things are just too complicated. So he shows up and he's like, we're going for a drive. And like 30 minutes in, I'm like, so you wanna like talk about what you wanna talk about? He's like, well, I just don't have peace pursuing anyone in my heart but you. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's what the Holy Spirit was talking about. <laughs> so, coincidentally, a year later, I'm sharing the story that walking into that relationship was owning up to a calling or a purpose. We are passionate and we love ministry. I felt like that was on my heart before, but you, like, it's, it takes a lot out of you and having a partner in life who yes. full force goes in that is huge. Preach. Good. Isaiah challenges me and pushes me to love Jesus deeper. And also we are living out an honorable relationship that I probably wouldn't have for many years. And just being taken out of the toxic dating world and being put into a relationship that honors Jesus was owning up to a deeper purpose for my heart, for my worthiness. Good. Come on. Um, so there are no coincidences, and there a year no ago today, she was journaling, and to, yeah, this I'm week, happy. I'll journal today that I'm like really you, you happy better. I'm going to marry Isaiah in 82 days. 82 days are getting and married. That's another reason to clap. Let's clap for that. But I guess so, to tie it all up, owning, own up is just to own your relationship with Jesus. Like that is something that belongs to you. That is yours. And when you do that, then you step into a deeper purpose or deeper calling or something that you're going to own. And it's going to be something maybe you didn't expect always, but. Man, how good is that? How good is that? So Lizzie, just to confirm, are you the, are you the boring one or the crazy one? I just want to confirm. If you guys Can we vote? To... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. Some of my favorite videos are like, so Lizzie's not musical. I'm just gonna start with that. And she's in Costco and you know how sometimes they put out like a keyboard and you can test it out. And she's over there playing just some awful and singing loud. And Isaiah's like getting as far away from her as he possibly can. Like I'm not with her, I'm not with her, I'm not with her. I, I sing Isaiah, <laughs> James Lasea, why are you hiding from oh, me? <laughs> how amazing is that? And now it's on video, I love it. Oh, Lizzie, you had some scripture you wanted to share that goes yeah. along with your story. I got a little sidetracked, but the scripture that I wanted to share is actually something that I had read earlier this week and was sharing with people. I just felt like it was super um, meaningful in a lot of ways walking into the season of baptism. Um, but it comes from Colossians, and Colossians is a book that was written by Paul. And in this specific part of it, um, chapter two, he's talking about, um, or talking to people that he'd never met before about 
about their belief in Jesus and then also um, just kind of the way of the world. And um, so in verse 2 it says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. And later goes to say in verse 6, And now just as you accepted Jesus as your Lord, as you own that, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down deep into him and let your lives be built up on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth where you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. That is so good. Lizzie, thank you so much for sharing your heart today. Man, that's good. You know what's awesome is when I think about it, like, I can't picture the church without you guys. Like, I can't picture. But the funny thing is, when we couldn't meet, all of a sudden you realize all these people, you're like, I need to see their faces more. Like, I need to be around you guys. I need to. And so the funny thing is, I just want to say this. There are people, when you come to church, that you are impacting, whether you realize it or not. Just your smile that you can't see, but your eyes are smiling and, you know, waving to people and just seeing people in the same room. There is something so powerful about that. All right, so we have one more to go, and it's my buddy Mark. Let's celebrate Mark on the way up. Now, a couple things about Mark. Mark's got some cool history. I need to tell you something. If you're old enough to remember, Daryl Thompson is a hero in this town. He was a running back at John Marshall. He went on to play for the University of Minnesota, and he was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. He is amazing, okay? Daryl Thompson, to me, was my hero as a kid. I got to meet him twice. He signed my football card. Like, I love Daryl Thompson. And my boy Mark over here decided that he was going to break. Now, is it the deadlift record? Mark broke Daryl Thompson's John Marshall deadlift record. This guy right here. Let's... Now, Mark, can I ask a question? Did you weigh as much when you did that as you do right now? 40 pounds heavier. And like, tell me, uh, were you, um, Are we going this? well, I just want to ask, like, like, by the way, if we had a picture, we'll post a picture later online. We'll get it out there because even though he says 40, 40 pounds, it's, Mark's a different human. Mark looked like two Marks when he was that guy. Were you like, and then just to be, just to confirm, like chicken breasts, chicken breasts, like 12 tuna, times a day, oatmeal, all together, movie theater, don't, don't sit by me because that's coming out every two hours. No question about it. So, How would, amazing is that? Oh, my gosh. This I don't makes know if it's so amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it was it's, something. You know, it's funny. Even when Lizzie was saying this earlier, the funny thing is you don't tell stories when everything went like normal. You don't tell people stories. Man, I had the best day. Like nothing happened. No, that's not what you do. You tell stories about crazy, weird, amazing, out of the ordinary things. Like beating Daryl Thompson and eating tuna at the movie theater. I mean, that's yeah. what you tell stories about. So, Mark, now that we have set the tone yeah. for you today, what has God spoken to you? Now bring it back. Let's get serious. All right. All right. Well, first of all, <laughs> do you guys ever watch a 4x4 relay and there's three really fast people and then the last guy just has to kind of trot in? That's me today. <laughs> so I just want to thank these three individuals. Give it up for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are so good. And I got to thank Scott, because last night I called him and said, all right, here's my words, plural. He said, and he, the first one I said was, he went off on like this tangent. I'm like, no, Scott, that's not what I'm doing. I had it all written out. It was all prepared. I was feeling good. I went in here, and I looked up what Scott was talking about. Just blew my mind up. Thank you, Scott. I don't for, know if that's a thank that. you, but I'm, no, I'm glad to be a part. Um, my word is take up, Okay. And I'm going to put this in context of past and, and present self. So my first question, I brought props. You guys, you excited for my props? Okay. You freaked out a little bit? No, I'm excited. First question, what is this? It's a banana. Okay, that's an easy one. How old is this? Three weeks. Uh, just yell it out. Older. No. Older. Now I'm freaked out. Older. All right, it is 21 years old, okay? 21. Yeah, bananas last that long. This was actually framed in my office. It's in a little glass box. So that's how, yeah, we're gonna talk about this. Come on, everybody needs one. So, okay, we're gonna go back a little bit. So 19 years old, 
Just broke the deadlift record. Feeling pretty good. High school went okay. Total meathead, right? I mean, yeah, you got in, that, okay. in that department, things were great. GPA not so good, nothing else very good. Um, didn't really go to class. Sitting in mom and dad's basement, failing out of college, and trying to figure out what, what do I do now? And I came to a decision point, and that's when this banana that did not look like this was sitting on my desk, and I said, you there, you're coming with me. You're coming with me. So I, I would say for the next 20 years, right, I, I just dove into it. And I know like the banana didn't really like have a whole lot to do with that, but it just kind of symbolized, I'm taking this thing with me, I'm gonna check off the things I'm supposed to check off, which is I found a beautiful friend, partner, wife who's sitting right there, uh, Jen Becker, you might know her. With Will I Am over there. What's up, Will? Will I Am. I, I wasn't going to cry, but I want to thank Dexter for making me oh, cry seriously? right away. So I love you, my friend. <laughs> um, got the wife check. Uh, had a couple nice kids. Will, you're great. Callan's not in here, but you might, you might know them. They're, they're always floating around here. Um, career check. You know, went to school, worked hard, did what I was supposed to do. Uh, got a nice house. Check, 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 check. And I'll tell you, there was... Something was just missing. And it, it sounds cliche, but it was just, for me, and I, it's funny, I, I go back and I talk to my, my parents, and as a five-year-old, I was asking these like really weird, deep questions, like, what happens after you die? What happens after everything? Like, Mark, we don't know. You're five. Like, we don't, we, we don't know how to answer that question for you. And I felt this, like, this little bit of darkness when I was really young, and that darkness was there for sure when I was at that kind of decision point in my life. And, you know, I check these boxes off, and that darkness is supposed to go away. And it never went away. Um, I'm going to go John 12, 46. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who trusts in me might not remain in the dark. And this darkness, I think we've all experienced it. It finds you when you're at your weakest, your most vulnerable. For me, it's when I'm alone. It's late. It's night. And I don't know where to go. I'm, I'm like, jumping out of my head and... Again, this, like, this really, again, I felt like, what, what's wrong? Like, I had taken up, like, this false set of, like, truths in my life. You know, I had the, the financial and the physical and all that checked off, but God was never part of my life. And I, I don't know if I was agnostic or atheist, but I can tell you, end of 2019, everything was not well. And you, you struggle with your relationships when you shouldn't. Things should be there, but they're not. You know, I wasn't a Christian, and, you know, like, like this banana, that stuff meant nothing to me. And, I, you know, I'd say the, you know, the hardest part about this was just, like, going through with my partner, my, my wife. You know, she was searching for something for years. And that was, that was God. And I would push that away. I was a cynic. I was unkind. We'd go to new places, new, new churches, and try and experience something. And I'd always question I could just feel this just utter sense of just like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Like, I, I married him, and I brought him into my life, and I thought he was something, and I felt like, felt very fraudulent. And again, so that darkness was just there. But I, I, I thank God for that. I do. Because it brought me, and it brought us to Echo. Yeah. And I... I'll, I'll cut to the present now. So that's where you know, I feel like in the last 18 months, I have found him. And Scott, again, last night, you blew up my brain. Um, <laughs> it's taking- I feel like I ruined it. I just want you guys to know how no. I hear this. Mark's saying, you know, I had this great idea, I did all this work, and then you ruined it. No, no. That's no. what I'm hearing right no, now. No, Scott, I was gonna talk about taking up like chicken breasts and tuna, <laughs> and like maybe bringing a shake up here to drink and just demonstrate, it's good. It went in a much better direction this way. So I, I, I took this up and this, this, again, this idea of taking up the cross where, you know, it's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke, but I'll read the one from Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, let him say no to himself, take up his cross and keep following me. And I think there's two key messages in there. There is denying self, and there is absolute surrender. And to that first point of denying self, 
I read this last night. There's a, a professor of pastoral theology explains, to deny yourself means to deny yourself lordship. It means saying no to the God who is me, to reject the demands of the God who is me, to refuse to obey the claims of the God who is me. And it means that we say a divisive or decisive no. I do not know the Lord me. I do not bow down to him anymore. And that absolute surrender is saying that to follow Jesus, you may face the loss of friends. We've all experienced this in the last year and a half. Family, reputation, career, all these things that are, that are secular. And even your life. But it's the choice of Jesus over those comforts in your life. And I'm, I'm ready to take up that cross. Oh, that's so good. You know, I can picture, so actually, let me tell a story about, about Mark that's a little better than my meathead story from earlier. Um, so I'm talking to a guy named Carl, and I don't know Carl super well at the time, but it turns out Carl went to high school with Mark. And Carl goes, I'm at Echo today because I heard Mark might be here, and I know this hasn't been a priority to him, or I, he probably said it way better than I'm saying it, but he basically is like, I just had to be here. I wanted to be around here and support him and encourage him. And I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I want to be around him and support him and encourage him too. And the funny thing now is, guys, I can't tell you, like, I, I don't, I can't picture my life without you in it, Mark. And, and I think that's the way the church is. And you and Jen and your family, I mean, we, I'm kicking a guitar, sorry. Um, I just think that there is something so powerful in the fact that you guys came and took a step and put yourself out there and are willing to grow and invest. And the thing I would say is, it doesn't matter where you're at today. One step towards God is all it takes. One step towards God. And I'm so glad that you took that step. I'm so proud of you on the journey. Man. Man. You know, it takes a lot to come up here. And I'm going to ask the worship team to kind of make, its way, make their way up here. But it just takes so much to come up here and put yourself out there. It just takes a lot. It takes a lot emotionally. It actually takes a lot physically. You'll hear pastors who speak regularly that it feels like they, they ran for an hour while they stood up here or they worked out and that's kind of how it feels after, after speaking one time and then you do it again and you go through those emotional pieces. And I'm just so proud of you guys for being willing to be vulnerable, share your heart, share your story, share your history as an encouragement to us as the body. And here's what I'd like to do. I would like to just one more time, let's celebrate them. Let's give it up for them. So good. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, I'm going to pray. We're going to go back into worship and then we'll have a time of response at the end. But I just, I just feel like there are people in the room that are hearing those stories and going, wait a second, maybe I can look up. Maybe I can step out. Maybe I can stand up. Maybe I can be somebody who's willing to do that. Maybe I can be somebody who a year from now, my life looks completely different because Jesus got a hold of it and turned it upside down and made it something worthwhile. And I just am so glad that you guys are willing to be vulnerable. Let's do this, guys. Let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for the fact that you have called us to be in community. Thank you for people being willing to be vulnerable and put themselves out there as a reminder that we are to be vulnerable and put ourselves out there as a community. We are not meant to do life alone. We are meant to do life together, walking through this journey and seeing you move in incredible and powerful and amazing ways. God, would you move in our hearts today? Would you draw us closer to you? And would you help us fix our eyes on the things that are truly important letting everything else fade away. God, we love you and we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
our dime When we give what we can never keep We gain what we will never lose Like beauty from ashes And joy from morning Only you can take the brokenness And make it something beautiful
we do something every week at Echo. We say a prayer together. And it's a prayer of surrender and trusting in God. And so what we do is we say it, all of us, we repeat it. It's a weekly reminder. But I wanna invite anybody in here who maybe feels a little bit like Mark did, feels a little bit away, feels a little bit like um, a little darkness, right? Those things, you haven't quite taken that step yet. I wanna invite you to say this prayer with us and take that step in your faith. So they're gonna put this prayer up on the screen and we're gonna all say it together. And I just wanna encourage you, just use this as an opportunity to kind of either commit or recommit your life to Jesus. Let's say this together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. Accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's celebrate some people that maybe said that for the first time. Now, I also want to give you a couple other encouragements, and we talk about this a lot, and then I've got to, uh, I just want to, I want to leave you with these thoughts, which is, God cares about you, and God cares about where you're at, and God cares about what's going on in your life, and you're not alone. And I want to encourage you to take a step like Hope talked about. Get involved find your people and surround yourself with community. It's a big deal. If you haven't joined a table community, I want to encourage you to do that. If you haven't been to Echo Culture yet, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, if you haven't taken the step, I just throw this out here. If you haven't taken the step of giving yet, of tithing and taking that, I want to encourage you to do that too. These are all kind of aligned together as far as steps of obedience. Take those steps, do those things. And I, I have one other group I want to talk to. If you've never been to Echo before, we have a table out in the back and uh, it says like info table and we have a gift for you. And I would love it if you would come back there and hang out with us right after service. Love to get to know you a little bit and help you kind of start taking some of those steps. We guys celebrate those people new to Echo today with me. We love you. Have an awesome week. Bye everybody.